Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Coach Edge for the round 12 review and round 13 preview. Well, we survived. It was the first of four bye weeks and it came and went without much carnage, thankfully. Mm. It would seem though, looking back, it should be labeled the bargain buys of the buyers. For those that opted to future-proof their side's cash generation in the form of Ford and most notably Briggs came away singing, Oh, happy day. <laughs> With a big pot of gold at the end of the buy rainbow, with the ladder scoring a juicy 128 mm. and increasing 86K. It was very juicy. I don't know if we'd say we'd all survived because I don't know if I did, uh, but we'll <laughs> touch on that later. Uh, best of all, he goes into this week, this is Briggs, of course, with a break-even of minus 32 and is projected to make an extra 94K over the next two weeks heading into his round 15 buy. So he is going to increase potentially, totally, 180k in just three weeks oh juice pure juice and that coin will no doubt come in handy for the last remaining upgrades across the buys and especially for those that are looking to bring in the pink sweaty pig clary oliver back into their sides much like us been missing that pig juice oh that's it's something that's uh, nothing has quenched my thirst (laughs) (laughs) quite like the pig juice Is it greasy? <laughs> it's just I imagine like when you're just cooking bacon and like yeah, just pouring yeah. it into like a glass, oh. like mm, pig juice. But no, it's juicier than that. It is juicier than that. But yes, speaking of uh, affording, being able to afford to bring that uh, that man or that that beast, that being mm. back into our uh, into our teams. I thought I may have had to be a, a penny pincher. It reminds me of the uh, the Macca's ad. Like, oh, a penny pinch menu. Well, that, that's that's virtually what I thought I'd have to uh, be buying from, uh, you know, or virtually the end of day super coach specials in order See, to I always afford- think of it as like Homer Simpson when he squeezes the penny and like goes <laughs> into it, like goes up his arm. Let's start with mega secret number one. You gotta squeeze every penny. You see that fancy yacht? A bargain, because it smells like cat pee. Oh. I'm squeezing. I'm squeezing it. 
I squeezed so hard it went into my hand. Oh, Homer, not again. Oh, well, that's that's virtually like, yeah, what I thought I'd need to be like, but without the actual coin going through my skin and up my arm. <laughs> or just like, you know, hounding, uh, you know, restaurants and stuff. And, you know, where's the end of day specials? Like end of day super coach specials. I thought I might have to settle for that. But um, alas, I think I'm going to be uh, quite, quite fine now with uh, the likes of Briggs and whatnot in the side. Um, and I think it's going to end up a nice little bonus after uh, courtesy. I think of that guy, uh, I want to call him the pigs understudy Kieran Briglet, the piglet <laughs> as he shall now be dubbed. He is, he's going to help us. He's going to, I don't know. He's going to take us on a journey. There's, there's like, like a, um, an oasis we see in the distance and it's Clary. It's pig on his, on his four trotters. He's looking fit. He's got that, uh, that juicy hiney that I just want to take a bite into and extract the pig juice, like Jonas Goat mentions on YouTube in the comments. Ah, I dream of the day. And it, and it could be happening in two weeks' time. Nay, it will be happening. Let's manifest mm. it, Liam. Let's manifest it. I'm, I'm, I'm believing. Yeah. But uh, until then, we actually have another buy ahead of us, so we can dream until mm. then. And of course, if you're not following us on socials where we post the latest news, post-match Supercoach scores and the odd meme or two, you can do so via Twitter, which is at Supercoach underscore Edge. You can find myself at DamoJ88. You can find yourself, Liam, at Liam Evans underscore 95 and Facebook, Insta, TikTok, every other platform that we're on, which we inevitably will be at some stage. Just search Supercoach Edge and you'll find us there. Let's kick off with our usual recap in the good, the bad and the ugly. Now, if you're new to the show, I mean, just, I don't know, you should go back and listen to some of our past episodes. Just just mm. get get some good vibes, some good vibes about <laughs> what's happened all in about. the past. Yeah, see what we're, we're all about. The pig juice will make more sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're not just literally like talking about drinking juice from yeah. from hogs and from pigs yeah. and clary. No, no, there's, there's, there's context. There is context. There's context. And uh, <laughs> you can see that our insanity isn't just confined to this one episode. No. It's, uh, no, it's, across it's wide-ranging. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, if you are new to the show and you don't want to, you know, trek back, uh, well, you're welcome. Uh, but this segment is called The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. And we roll through some of the more notable and the more forgettable performances across the round. And we touch on how our own teams performed in our head-to-head rivalry as we wrestle for the ultimate supremacy. Now, Damon, do you want to talk about uh, The Good? Yes, The Good. I like The Good. Well, it is, in this case, Kieran Briggs, The Briglet. Mm. As we mentioned from the top, the Briglet surpassed all expectations as by cover. Jeez, it just rolls. rolls it does actually, doesn't it? <laughs> just the Briglet. <laughs> I was actually thinking on the drive home today from uh, from my gig. I was like, well, we have to work like Briggs in a creative way, like into yeah. the title of like the podcast, because he is like he yeah. is the, the star of the week, star of the round for us anyway. And for most people that jumped on him, mm. but I was like, what is it? He's a pig. It's the Briglet. It has to be. He's like the understudy. He's not quite the the, the pink sweaty pig, being yeah. Clary. He's a little inklet, little little Briglet. <laughs> yeah. So he he was a super tasty uh, one twenty eight that he delivered. So nice of him mm. to do so. So there you go, Briglet. You're in the good. Hopefully you can continue that for weeks to come. Yes. Now onto the bad, and we've got uh, this is rough, but it's Stephen Coniglio. It's not actually rough because he it's not been. Uh, Doing too well with his scoring, but we uh, he punched out and won an eighty nine 
just 89, which is starting to be a score around the mark of his floor. He is the Jekyll and Hyde of Supercoach, and it is very frustrating as an owner. But at least, I guess, could be comforted by the fact that he is owned by so many people. That's very true. Very true. But I, I must say, Liam, that uh, you must feel bad for him because you actually gifted him an extra eight points. He said he was 89. He's only 81. Oh, 80, 81. Sorry. Yes. Yes. But uh, that's nice of you praying. to do that, though. But don't. <laughs> just going to increase all of my plays. Just play a little bit. <laughs> don't go into bat for him because he's starting to annoy me. Much like this next guy who's in the ugly for some people. Not not so much me. I'm willing to, to you know, have the faith. Stick, stick with him for a little bit, even though he's getting on in age. But in this case, it is the ugly. Jay-Z, Jack Zebel. So he had a season-worst performance with a 59 and multiple turnovers that kept his score low. And the two out on the falls, Liam, which you would have seen live uh, at the Dons-Ruse game, in clutch moments of quarter four against the Dons were among the lowlights. And really just, I guess, highlight how shitty he was. (laughs) It was, I mean, I've I've watched him live twice this year at Sydney, the Sydney game, and then at the... uh the Don's game and neither time did I actually think he played particularly well. Hmm. Yeah. Bit of a weird one, bit of a weird one, but yeah, very, I mean, I have to say I was pretty happy with his two out of the falls um, <laughs> personally, but uh, yes. I can't own. imagine it would have been uh, pretty bad if I was an owner as well. Um, yep. Would have been conflicted about how I felt about that one. Um, yep. But do you want to jump into your team, Damon? Let us know how you went. Yes. Yes. Well, actually just, just on Jay-Z, you did mention, and you made a very good point there that, um, you saw him live and I did as well because we're both at that game together mm. uh, against the Swans. But since then, I reckon we might have put the Moz in him because he scored at 88, 71 and 59. Luft. Jeez, what what next? Is he going to be in the, the low 40s, 40s, 30s? Jeez, he better not be. You're on notice, Jay-Z. <laughs> anyway, let's move into how my team went for the week. So I ended up scoring 1,906. So I came out of the bye week one, relatively happy. And I ended up climbing the ranks 140 spots to now sit ranked. 1,573rd overall. So it wasn't a big climb, as big as I'd hoped. But the main aim post by is, of course, cracking the 1K mark. So we're on track. We're on track indeed. Mm. And I went to the week with 19 players, but that was cut to 18 with Seamus Mitchell missing due to illness. But for the VC, I whacked it on Dacos the Seagull, who's 123. I opted to lock in ahead of my captaincy options in Merritt. Bont and Laird. So it wasn't, uh, wasn't too bad there. I think he scored an extra 12 or so points more than Bont and Laird. And Merritt, I think he lost about 14 points or thereabouts in the end. So uh, swings and roundabouts, all good. In terms of the uh, the trades, I ended up investing in kickstarting some handy cash generation via the Briglet and Ford via Simpson and Ryan. Whilst I had mm-hmm. a huge win trading out the injured Ho-da-da for English. And I now know what it feels like as an owner. With English, with such high scores, huge scores, mm, really. It was huge. It was incredible. It was. Uh, it was nice to see. It was actually his highest score of the season as well, which was uh, which was handy. Heading into this week, I am in a good spot with a full team to choose from, as most people will be, of course, with only Geelong and Gold Coast having the bye this week, and with Stewart really being the only one I am missing, and of course Constable. Uh, he's there for moral support. Heading into this week, I will be investing the 270k in my bank to upgrade Wilmot to Neil, meaning I now have two rookies to upgrade to complete my team. And one of those spots, of course, is reserved for that man we spoke of before in the pink sweaty pig. But as always, for more comprehensive look into my team as it stands, it's very much Hannibal Lecter, that wasn't it? Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> something else. I ate his liver with some fava beans. And a nice Chianti. 
Anyway, uh, yeah, so as always, from Lock a comprehensive into my teams, <laughs> as it stands, <laughs> it puts the lotion on the skin. Or else it gets the hose again. Clary. So to check out my strategies and trades I'm looking at for next week and beyond and how I'm planning across the buys, feel free to check out Tamo's Team Talk mini episodes, which can only be found on our YouTube page as an exclusive bit of content. And uh, But, you know, just... Tune into the uh, weekly uh, content and you get that sort of uh, juice, pink juice. <laughs> is what that about what yourself? You is that what you get? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a little bit of a treat. What about you, Liam? How'd you go? Uh, I didn't go as well. Uh, I scored, although I'm actually there's something nice about having a round number as your score, 1,700 on the dot. Ooh, I don't I like know why. That. I mean, I don't like it because it was a shit score. It's comforting though. It's nice seeing it just... At the absolute, it's know, clean. Yeah, it's clean. It feels nice, uh, but it shouldn't because I went down three thousand seven hundred fifty <laughs> spots. Uh, but I'm still ranked eleven thousand one hundred eighty second overall, which um, I'm pretty happy with considering where I was uh, a few weeks ago. Mm. Uh, so it was a subpar score um, of seventeen hundred, which didn't see me slide down the rankings a little bit. But I uh, did so playing with just the seventeen players did choose to gobble up a donut rather than deviate from the trading strategy when um, Seamus Mitchell was named as a late out. Well, not really a late out, but after team sheets, I guess. Uh, In terms of trades, I did choose to kick Darcy out, unfortunately, uh, with that hamstring issue i just sorry i shouldn't laugh about someone getting a hamstring issue but just again didn't realize he had hamstrings we still um, have no idea how he actually got it i haven't seen any vision there's no no clip up i reckon it was when he was walking surely <laughs> let's do your hamstring when you're walking my lord oh my god the fitness of the man yeah anyway <laughs> uh and i also culled uh i guess the deadwood in terms of dead rookie uh of uh maddie roberts i think his name is um mm-hmm. And I brought in the Briglet himself um, and Eddie Ford uh, for some cash generation. Did mean I'd managed to save a trade this week, um, only using the two, which hopefully will help me in the back end of the season. And it leaves me with Weddle, Mitchell and Ashcroft ripe for the picking this week. Um, and I have, and uh, Samson Ryan as well. Um, and I still have Briggs, Ford and Wardlaw continuing to make me some juicy, juicy Ooh. cash, which is nice. Um, and I think I've unlocked the secret to not having subpar trading scores, and it's just don't trade in any primos. Briggs, <laughs> no mid pricer. Ah, uh, true. Eddie Ford. So that's it. Just gonna go mid prices for the rest of the season. Yeah. And also, sorry, David, I'm looking at bringing in Neil. So expect oh, a bit one on the weekend. Um, but let's I see. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it'll like counteract. Like the fact that you're trading him in will give me good luck. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I'm hoping for my sake that's the case. I'm hoping for my sake yeah. that's the case. I'm but I really, for my sake it's the case. I really did I really did enjoy that. How you're like, oh, you know, it's uh it's maybe it's something confined to mid prices, like the, the good news. And you're like, yeah. but I'm going to like offset that good news by saying yeah. that I'm bringing you <laughs> deal not. and ruining your hopes and dreams. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm warning everyone in advance. So everyone, yeah. get off him. Get off him. Don't <laughs> don't don't trade him in. It's uh, it's not looking good. Um, that being said, with the two downgrades last round, I have a bulk bank waiting to be unloaded with over five hundred k burning a hole in my pocket. 
in the bank Ooh. this week. So maybe I'll hold. Maybe I'll just I'll leave that money in the bank and just I'll, I'll hold it for the rest of the year and just take it out at the end and say thank you. Are you going to do just? Are you just going to just hide under your mattress? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, just don't just don't say, go to the bank because don't trust I, them. Yeah, no, no. Can I take it into next year? Like the extra five hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, imagine that. You know, like bank bank the salary cap. Just uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so that's invest it. That's stocks. my round. Yeah, invest. <laughs> Actually, what you can do is you can uh, you can invest in stocks of uh, pig juice. That's going to be that's the next big thing. This yeah, Bitcoin, then there's pig juice. That's going to be going to the moon. <laughs> we should get some pig juice out there. Um, we should alongside the crystal ball. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, do you want to look at our head-to-head, Damon? Uh, you've got the wood this week again. Uh, you've taken that, taken that in lat lead out yet again. I'll leave that to you. But and what's the differential, Damon? Yeah, so increased. Uh, you came ever so close, Liam. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, stick with the fact that I, I was within my powers. I, I let you come so close, and then I could just oh, pull yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's all that. But yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> the lead has increased from 340 to 546. Um, so, I mean, you can come back again in one week. It is the buy period after all. So as yeah, you saw, struggle. I, I've i gone up an extra couple of uh, hundred points. You could easily work them back and yeah, let's get see. me. Round 15, I reckon, let's is the week see. you're going to get me. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't think I've got about three have... players actually <laughs> was, playing. But I was about to say one. So there you go. You got two extra players. Oh, yeah, there me. we go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I reckon it's time to jump into our uh, our limited time segment, Ooh. our limited edition segment, because uh, it's only here for a limited time only. It's like one of those little promo pieces you see at uh, Macca's, uh, birthday lattes, all that sort of stuff. Well, this is it. This is the equivalent. Maybe I don't know how, but it is the next segment. It is. So it is a short segment this week with only Geelong and Gold Coast having Ooh. the buy this week. In terms of impact on the more highest own players for the Cats, they are Stuart Radigalia. <laughs> <laughs> Just for you, Liam. I didn't mean in there. But no, he's actually the second most owned Geelong player, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I I yeah, who else would be there, I guess? Yeah, uh, makes sense. Cam- Cameron and and Mullen, yeah. so that kind of like the fact that Mullen is like the fourth highest owned mm, says uh, that there's not many. Says a lot. Mm. What mm. about for what about for Gold Coast? You get Jed Buse in. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's a pointed comment. That's someone that we know that uh, traded him in last year. Oh, anyway, what would you? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was. <laughs> Sorry, GP. Yeah. Uh, for Gold Coast, uh, we have Ratkins, uh, Humphrey, Wits, Anderson, and Raul O, and the Forgotten Man. Forgotten by no one that actually, I don't think he's actually been forgotten because everyone, every week is like, he's <laughs> hoping. He is coming in. And it was like, did you see Gold Coast? I'm going to, it's obviously Constable. Uh, yeah. But did you see, um, Gold Coast made a made a post being like the news you've been waiting for, and everyone oh, was like, really? "Constable is in." Like, I but it was it was Bailey Humphreys signed like a four year deal or a two year deal or something. I don't but care about like, that. It's bloke. Constable. He's being named. Imagine that. Like, <laughs> they did this whole preview video, and we're like, "Yeah, this is all just about Constable." <laughs> it's it's preview video, you know, like the debut the debutant videos. So like yeah. they call up their parents, and it's Humphrey on the phone, like on the phone to Constable. Mate, you're in this week. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know why Humphrey would be doing it, not the head coach, not Stewie G. No, no just, just, just to fool that's, everyone. That's the, but the just, absolute guard. Yeah. That, that Stewie G is holding him in. Yeah. And did you see someone had a vicious rumor on Twitter? I'm not going to name the bloke's name, but uh, I saw Tim Mitchell. He saw it as well and he tweeted it. I saw Tim Mitchell and I was like, all right, we might as well run with it as well. I said, I said potentially could be an inclusion. And this bloke on Twitter led everyone down the garden path and said that Atkins had been training in the purple bib for like the seconds team and Constable was training with the first team. Like oh, all the, I saw you know, that, first yes. choice players. And he was going for clout. And apparently he had um he's got a track record of doing it. Mm. And someone called him out and he got blocked by this guy. So that dude, if you if you tune into our podcast, you're an idiot. <laughs> I could go harder, but I'll just say you're an idiot, mate. And we're not going to mm. believe anything you say anymore. Yeah, as they say, that's the problem. I don't get why people do it. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. So apologies, like, because I I must have been I made the tweet. I put it up on our Facebook, and I said there's been rumors. So I I I was still suspect because I've been fooled before. Mm. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, um, these are the things we have to contend with. When you report fake news, you are the enemy of the people. Go ahead. Let's, let's ignore the, the rumors and let's look at some uh, hold card facts and some uh, fake news. Some uh, fake, yes, plenty of fake news going around. <laughs> uh, with some juicy prospects to eye off. And the players uh, to cash in this week in The Price is Right. Right. Show me the money. Oh! Does that make you feel good just to say that? You're going to do, Derek? Show me the money! And again, if you're tuning in for the first time, what are you doing? What are you doing with your time? Come on. Yeah. Make it a second time. In. Make it a third time, in fact. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Make sure. <laughs> Go back in time. Listen to the podcast <laughs> three weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, from here on out. But yes, if you do have a time machine handy, a DeLorean, maybe. A, or just a, listen to this podcast, this, this episode three times in a row, just so you, you yeah, know, you're across it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the price is right. Uh, we discuss potential trade-ins, uh, the trade targets that you should be looking for from week to week. And uh, we even discuss whether certain players should even be traded or at all. But let's kick off with going, going, gone, Damon. Yeah, so let's kick it off with uh, a man that uh, we floated potentially may have been on the outer. And it was mm. due to the fact that uh, he was sub-last all the round prior mm. to the weekend. In round 11, of course. And it is Rory Atkins, Ratkins, defender midfielder. He's priced at 313.6K, averaging a 70.2 with a break-even of 83. But thankfully for owners, he kept his spot after it looked shaky heading into round 12, being a healthy sub the round prior and scored a 72 after a slow start. So all signs were actually looking pretty bad early on in the weekend. Mm. And for I don't know how, but he eked out a 72. Mm. So well done to him. Uh, but with Gold Coast on the bye this round and a Weller return potentially in on the cards uh, coming out of the bye, don't be surprised to see Atkins make way. Either way, though, he's made a handy 100k profit to this point, so probably a good time to cash him in uh, as a bit of a bit of a uh, stepping stone to a, a genuine keeper. Mm, yes. Um, <clears throat> and next up on the list we have Oscar Baker. If you haven't already traded him in. Uh, he is mid eligible, 306.1K, averaging 59.1 with a break-even of 59. And he has the round 15 by. He scored just 41 on the weekend. 
And with his break-even now on par with his average, all indications are that his cash generation has hit its peak. If you are struggling for players, though, in round 14, you could potentially opt to hold him and trade him on his round 15 buy. But otherwise, it is time to use him as a stepping stone to a genuine keeper. Yep, spot on indeed. Uh, next up, we have Jordan DeGuey. Jordan DeGuey, uh, midfielder, priced at 537.3K, averaging a 103 mm. and a break-even of 102. But that isn't really the reason why we've listed him here. And it's probably obvious why. He's got around 14 by. No, it's not that. It is the fact that he's going to miss upwards of three weeks, you'd think, at minimum. Uh, with his bump that left Elijah Hewitt concussed being referred straight to the tribunal. Unfortunately, this makes him an instant trade for those owners. And I know, Liam, that uh, you potentially floated him as a an outside potential mm. suspect as a bit of a trade. And I thought it's not bad. Not bad. Because I jokingly uh, <laughs> labeled him like the diamond in the rough during the preseason. Mm. And he was turning it on uh, yeah, as was. a few weeks ago. But uh, yeah, for those owners because he was a, a pod virtually um who jumped on him they're gonna have to get jump right up back off him again yep that's unfortunate for owners there uh you'd expect yeah three weeks plus the buy so four weeks in the next couple of rounds at least um potentially you know four weeks suspended as well um we'll, we'll wait and to get you the news as it comes out but either way i'd say it's time to treat him off yep. um now let's move on to the chopping block. And uh, these are guys that you can, you know, you can hold, you can trade. Um, it really depends on your situation. And we'll kick off with uh, Jack Zebel, who we spoke about, who is selectable as a defender and as a forward, 517.6K, averaging 101.9 with a break-even of 172 and a round 15 buy. So he's got the the, the, the bad buy want of a better term he had a day to forget against the dons uh which i can attest to with a season low score of 59 which was riddled with turnovers errors most notably two out on the full kicks late in the game one of which was from a kick-in he kicked it was just i just i think i watched it and i was like what are you doing mate and i'm like not even like it, it helped my side and i was like what are you doing though like seriously how do you manage that like it just Anyway, it's because he had some money on uh, on the dons. Oh, must have. Uh, just I just I just helping helping Stevenson. Stevenson. Yeah, um... <laughs> got some tips off Stevenson. <laughs> How to bet on your own team and chip points? Uh, this is purely a joke. Pleasingly yep. stayed in defense despite all bust uh, bustling four points back there. Also, I don't think had a particularly great game. And if it weren't for his errors, though, would have scored similar to the previous two weeks around the 75 to 80 mark. But is that enough to justify a spot in your finishing team, particularly given his three-round average has now slid to 72.7? And as we touched on earlier, it's got, you know, progressively worse week on week. Um, So a little bit of concern there. Does face the Giants, though, with a mammoth 172 break-even and a protected loss of 33K. I think, though, he's probably not a must-trade. And that's why we've got him in this uh, this part of the episode. And it's probably really, for want of a better term, it's almost a luxury trade there. Yeah. Um, like I know he started. I don't think he started as a. He was a. He, he was a mid price when most people probably traded him in. Mm. But yeah, I'd be looking to hold him if I held him if I had him, because I don't have trades to spare. And I am very much in the same boat. <laughs> and like uh, Zebel, this next guy, he's a teammate, youngster, first uh, first mm. year player, absolute gun. Harry Sheasel is also 
uh, in the gun for some people um, for a similar reason. Defender forward, uh, priced at 464.2K, averaging a 96.7 with a break-even of 119. Obviously shares the same by round 15 there. Uh, but after scores of 100 plus in all but one game in his first eight games, over the past four weeks, he has only scored a ton in one of those games. Mm. The main culprit is caretaker coach Brett Ratton, who's thrown him around multiple positions, meaning less time in the position in defense where he has scored his bulk points. This uncertainty in his role will have many reconsidering whether he can be classified as a genuine keeper or if they should move him on. And yeah, that's very similar to what you were saying off the back of Jay-Z. That's again, probably more of a luxury trade at this point in the season. I think, you know, if you, if you went uh, early in terms of upgrades like myself you're probably down to about nine, 10 trades at this point of the season. Mm. And you've maybe got two to three rookies still on field. And I always go back to the point where I'd, I'd love to move on probably Jay-Z ahead of Sheasel. Um, But can you afford to trade on these guys while still having rookies on field, punching out those scores? And especially if they're rookies that aren't reliable um, scorers and whatnot. So yeah, I think it's it's more of a luxury trade later. A few, maybe maybe four weeks from now, or thereabouts, coming out of the buys yeah. uh, to see if you've dodged some injuries and you've got excess trades. Then only then would I be doing it. But yeah, something to think about. Yeah, nonetheless. I think we've seen they still got the the ability to score well. I mean, he missed a late goal, at least missed a late shot at goal that would have got him bulk points just purely because it was you know sort of close game, close game would have uh, would have helped him there, um, and probably would have yeah got him probably up to at least eighty. 90 maybe. Um, and she'd probably be talking very differently about him if that was the case. So I don't think he's a must trade again. Um, and definitely a bit of a luxury at this stage. Um, <clears throat> moving on, let's talk about the players to get in. This is fun. Get them in. Yeah. Uh, and first off the list is, uh, we've already highlighted is Lockie Neal, mid eligible 577.5 K averaging 110 with a break even of 86 and he has had his buy, thankfully. Whilst his skilling, though, is nowhere near what he has had in previous seasons, only four of his 11 are 120-plus scores. It's his high floor that still appeals, with only three scores below 100, with one of those being a marginal 95. He has a three-round average of 119.7, which would indicate his form has turned. And uh, at 98.7K below his starting price, he is extreme value. Um, he's just, yeah, an easy one to jump on knowing he will be available across the remaining bye weeks, having had the bye round, uh, by last round. Uh, so it will mean that he is, uh, yeah, playing each week faces the Hawks as well, who give up the second most points to opposition inside mids. So if you're keen on Neil, this is the week to jump on and maybe even a sneaky VC or C option for you. Mm, absolutely. That's even, even more of a bonus. It's mm. uh, fantastic. Don't do it. Cause Lamb bring him in. Mm, as am I, and you're going to ruin my dreams, hopes and dreams. <laughs> but yes, a very, very juicy, tasty option there. Uh, another good option to look at is Andy Brayshaw, mm. midfielder priced at 581.1K, averaging a 103.3 with a break-even of 78. Of course, has had his buy, um, but has had an up-and-down season with six of 11 games being scores below 100. 
However, in his past four games, his form has started to turn, much like Neil, with scores of 149, 88, 134, and 127. But his high fluctuations are something he was struggling with last season, with 10 of his 22 games being scores below 100. So that lack of scoring floor can really be a worry as an owner. And as I well know, back in 2022, when I did own him, but conversely, he had eight scores, 125 plus last season. So the takeaways here are that whilst he can score well in terms of his ceiling scores, his higher scores, mm-hmm. his lack of floor or the, the minimum scores are the big issue here. So that sort of deviation in his scores, you know, like, I guess, Neil, um, he's probably the one uh, comparison where Neil's had a, a very, uh, very high floor, as you said, and um, yeah, Brayshaw hasn't. Um, so I guess if you're happy to ride the wave of scoring with Brayshaw, he presents as an option, no doubt. But if you're going for sort of, if you're in cash leagues and you're more reliant upon your head-to-head weekly mm-hmm. matchups, then I'd probably look elsewhere and look firmly in the direction of Neil. I think also though, looking at that, Neil and Brayshaw, um Neil's cheaper. I know it's only what four four K ish, but like every 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 thousand dollar counts at this stage. Yeah. Um so I, I, I think if you were gonna choose between those two, I'd be going Neil. Um his average is better for the season. Mm. Um his uh floor is better. Um the only difference I guess is potentially the ceiling. Mm. Um for Brayshaw seems a little better. Yeah. Um, but even then, I don't know. I think I'd prefer to go for Neil um, at this stage. But let's move on to to someone else. Brayshaw's teammate, in fact, Caleb Sarong, selectable as a midfielder, 610.2K, averaging 114.1 and a break-even of 127 and obviously has also had his buy. He has been a breakout for Frio in, in Supercoach terms uh, and he's averaging the most CBAs with 8% across the season to date. He's increased 111.4K already on his starting price and only dropped below 100 twice for the season. Such is his high floor and his consistency with low variation in his scoring, more appealing than the likes of uh, Brayshaw, for instance. <clears throat> he also has... Um, had four 130-plus scores, so has a very solid scoring ceiling as well. You could obviously opt to wait, given he does have that high break-even of 127, but he does face Richmond, who have known, have, blah, 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 who have been known to give up solid scores to opposition mids in recent weeks. So could be one to jump on. One that I am considering as well. Yeah, if he was a little bit cheaper, I just yeah. wish he was, uh, he was around about the, the price of Neil. And I would probably go for Sarong mm. over Neil. Um, and I know you were looking at him earlier in the year yeah. as well, Liam. And uh, at that stage, I mean, he was a breakout contender, so there's no guarantee that he was going to continue on. With no, it. yeah. Yeah, like he, um, he's on. someone mm, on reflection I would have loved to have gone yeah. on as well. Uh, next up, we have Darcy Cameron uh, as a ruck forward, priced at 458.8K, averaging a 96 with a break-even of 81. Has the round 14 by, of course, and has scored 61 and 81 in managed mm-hmm. minutes in his first two games back from injury and enjoyed 105 from a full game on the weekend. Pleasantly, in terms of role, in all three games uh, since returning, he has immediately been given the lion's share of the ruck with 59%, 88%, and 69% ruck time. 
He does face the D's this weekend and a formidable ruck duo in Gondi. So could potentially wait until after his round 14 buy, because if you get him in this week, that means you've got him for the one week, then he has the buy. Um, so keep that in mind. Break even yep. is obviously gettable because it is below his average um, and his recent score, obviously on the weekend. Um, but yeah, something to weigh up, I think. And uh, a nice option, I think for those, I've seen some people say that uh, it's a nice way of sort of switching out Zebel to someone around about a similar price point. So I don't, I don't mind that. Um, but I just wish I had the trades because mm. I'd probably consider it. I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't mind that actually. Yeah. Um, especially if you've got Madden as your R three because you can swing him forward, uh, swing him to the rucks if you need as well. Yeah. Later on in the season as some cover. I don't mind that. I do rate it. Um, I'm always wary of getting a player in before their buy though. Um, yep. The week before as well, because you're going to get them. I know I, I did it with Sinclair, but you get them in and then the next week they miss. So it's a little bit, not a nice feeling, but. Especially around 14, which is sort of yeah. a hard week for, for some people. Yeah. So I'd potentially look to, um, look to get him in after the buy, but. Uh, no issue if you do have good cover that week, uh, getting in early. Moving on to another midfield option, and it is Rory Laird, 613K, averaging 111.8 with a break-even of 130, and he also has the round 14 buy. He is 90K lower than his starting price, so is huge value. Uh, he's averaging close to eight tackles a game, and it is this recurring stat line from week to week that builds the very solid scoring foundation that we've seen, only dropping below 100 twice, 97 against Frio and 98 against the Saints in recent weeks. Uh, we'd recommend waiting if you do, can, so you don't have to cop his round 14 buy, especially with that 130 break even. But if you do trade him in, but he faces West Coast Eagles, of course he does, at Adelaide Oval this week. So, I mean, 200 coming up. So yep. it could be ample points up for grabs, uh, but only grab him if he doesn't disrupt your buy coverage in round 14. Um, bloody hell. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely one to uh, to look at. If, what a bad it's such, week. Oh, it's, uh, it's hard as well because, again, you got to weigh up. Do yeah. you go for someone because... You know they they've got a really nice matchup coming up, but then they're going straight into their buy. Mm. Like if if it if it affects your round fourteen buy, and like he's brought what's his break even one th- so like one thirty. Um, even if he scored one, yeah, yeah. Like I can't see him. I mean, I know I said two hundred, but let's be realistic. He's probably scoring. If he scores one thirty, he's not going to go up much. Like he won't go up at all, really. Yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah. No, well, it's a good position to be in it either way, I think. Mm. Um, whether or not you get him this week or out of his buy, he's, he's definitely a must-have. So, um, yeah, just maybe work in with calculations as to how it affects your around 14 buy and just assess mm. from there. Um, either way, pick him up where you can. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next candidate, and it is the, the English breakfast, Tim English. Uh, Ruck, of course, 607.5K, averaging a 125.7 with a break-even of 93. And he has the round 15 buy. So he smashed his 118 break-even on the weekend by scoring a 156 and went up 15.4K, providing instant results for those Darcy owners who flipped him for just 24.7K difference. We highlighted last week how he presented as huge value at present. 
highlighted by the fact he uh, was the highest scoring Ruckman by a margin of 137 points, yet was priced as the fourth uh, highest below Marshall Goldstein and Wits. And whilst that value has all but evaporated, he's still the second highest in price behind Marshall, despite averaging a 125.7 versus Marshall's 110.5. So he should be priced much, much higher. That 15 points, uh, 15.2 uh, more in average uh, compared to Marshall. Ooh. And he's he's not even priced higher than him. So considering that, he is still quite good at um, value. He does face Port this week, who give up the fourth most points to opposition Ruckman. So one to target bring in, provided he doesn't, of course, throw out your round 15 buy. It's it's funny how it just shows the quirks of like pricing mm. and scores um, and how, yeah, 15.2 points on average doesn't make you that much more expensive. Um, yeah. yeah, but anyway, interesting. Uh, moving on to a defender. Guy we've spoken about it for a couple of weeks, Jordan Ridley, five uh, 475.7K, averaging 89.5 with a break-even of 45, and he has the round 14 buy. So since his in return from injury, he has gone up. Uh, so he has gone 122, 130, and 102. His ownership grew from 4% to 7% last week, and he has gone up 47K on the weekend. So most of his value is now gone. Uh, still presents as a cut prize option though, for those who don't quite have the funds to spend up on an outright keeper. If you don't have uh, Stuart, Sicily, or Dawson, he probably is. This is the last week I'd say that you can grab him at below five hundred k if you are keen. However, keep in mind that he does have the round fourteen buy. I'm, I've seen enough that I think he could be back, and I'm again I'm ready to be heard again. As I said, <laughs> um, at the start of the season when I picked him. But I'm not ready to be hurt again. Sorry, Ridley. Yeah, is it, is it, I was going to say, is it worth the hurt? No. But worth the double hurt, I think, at this stage of the year as well. Like, compared to the start of the year, and it's like, okay, well, you trade him in, you've got 30-odd mm. trades that you can use to just yeah. trade him straight back out again. At this point of the year where we're dwindling, we're down to like a third of the trades that we had come the, at the start of the year. It's like the value on trades at this point of the year yeah. is much, much higher. So if he, if he does have a change in role again... um. And he reverts back to his poor scoring. Jeez, it's it's going to hurt more, I reckon. Yeah, I do agree. I do agree. Uh, I probably wouldn't. I mean, I don't mind people targeting him. I think I think it's he's shown enough now, three weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just slightly concerned. And I think the positive. Oh, not really. They only had. Oh, they had posted they had Larky and. Um, they had Larky Zerha and what's his face? Um, Common Jones. So they had a oh, yeah. relatively tall forward line compared to recent weeks. Um, but yeah, I guess Mackay and Kerno this week could be a different role for Ridley as well. Might need to play more. Um, I don't think he'd be the lockdown, but might have to play a little bit more accountably. Um, to help out with the side. Uh, but let's move on to the players on the bubble, Damon. Mm, on the bubble, indeed. And, the, I mean, looking at this <laughs> list, there really isn't much. Uh, and that's kind of an indication of the, the time of year because all the quality rookies are gone. Um, mm. But first up, we have Lachlan McAndrew, Ruck forward, priced at 123.9K, averaging uh, – what is he averaging, actually? So he's got a 53 in his first game and a 23 against Carlton. 
So averaging average 38. 38. Yep. So not going too well. Um, it's above his break even though. What's that? It's above his break even. Oh, that's that's true. <laughs> so you're looking at the silver linings there. That's, that's yeah, there we good. go. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, of course, part of that's that bad score against Carl mm. was partly due to the fact that he only played 42% time on ground and was relegated to backup ruck duties to the returning Hickey. Job security-wise, though, given Hickey's injury, we can only assume the Swans will want to keep playing a second ruckman to manage his workload. The question is whether, though, McAndrew, does he fill that role? And if so, how long will they persist with a secondary ruckman? Yeah, especially, I think Amati's not too far off off the top of my head. Mm, yep. Don't yeah, quote no. me on that. Just, yeah, um, I'm probably sure. a little bit more mobile. Uh, sorry, a little bit more forward. Um we could potentially play more as a forward, like and pinch it in the ruck. Yep, Amadi's uh, two to four weeks away with the hamstring. Okay, so yeah, still... that, was, that was of last week, so that's still yet to be updated, change. which will be mm. tomorrow. But yeah, interesting. It's yeah, still okay, getting the heebie-jeebies, I reckon, especially with a with such a low score. Mm. And if you're struggling for that sort of score, with you know, I guess it was forty two percent time ago, but even mm. then, extrapolate that out, and it's you know, I think he's scoring forty odd. It's like it's that's not good, not good at all. No. I would be avoiding if I was an owner, uh, someone looking at him. I don't think it's worth it. Mm. I'm just, I am avoiding. Just that's it. I don't even have to say that. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not an owner. I'm, I'm not going for him. Yeah. You look elsewhere. To, yeah, definitely. Oh, look at elsewhere. I can't find anything because there's nothing that exists. It's a bloody mirage. Yeah. Uh, the other player on the bubble, was it, I assume the you're mirage. the same, Damon? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I was looking at him prior to the game against Carlton. Um, he actually looked all right when we saw him live against North. Yeah. Um, well, there was but, a few fresh areas in the ruck, I have to admit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I was willing to look past them because I saw his, I saw his, uh, his, his, his price what point. Was happening, yeah. Um, and the fact that Laddams went down and I thought, oh, yeah, I was rubbing together my hands and my trotters. Uh, <laughs> Channeling my, my inner pink sweaty pig. Um, but yeah, not to be. I don't, I don't think uh, I'll be looking at him. Yeah. This week, you need security from rookies at this stage of the year, and he just doesn't provide it. Um, coming out of the buys, people probably think, Oh, you know, you need the rookies for cover across the buys, but obviously, when trades are dwindling, we don't want to be using trades for just single week or two week absences from our, our keepers. Um, yeah. we want to rely upon these I'd guys, yeah. The I'd rather not trade and then yeah. trade him in. Like, I'd <laughs> yeah. rather get a, I know it sounds terrible, but I don't mean it this way, but I'd almost rather have a donut than have him in my side at this stage yep. purely just because I think the trade's not worth it. It's not, it's not going to help you all that much mm. um, going forward. I don't think. And unfortunately I don't think it's going to be useful for this guy either. Josh Bay mid eligible for the giants, 123.9 K averaging 12 with a break even of 48 and he has to round 15 by bloody hell. He has unfortunately found himself as the sub for both of his first two games, which is why he scores read as seven and 17 Poor bloke. The big blow here is that his break even is already 48. Meaning if he is the sub again, chances are his price will actually drop much like we saw with Michael Johnson and Matty Roberts. Scoring aside, his job security isn't even guaranteed, given he's been a sub in both of his first two games. It could be good in the long run for us, though. He could come down to, you know, one one thirteen k or something, and we can uh, get him in when he when he gets an actual proper game. But uh, Damon, rookies on the horizon. 
Uh, yes, rookies on the horizon. We do have uh, a few here. One of which is on the uh, on the buy this week. It is yes. um, the source, Oisin Source. Uh, I I have uh, now clarified. I had some clarification. He's it's pronounced Ocean. O- Ocean. Ocean Mullen. Ocean. I much Something prefer like... I much prefer Oisin. We're going to say much like what, uh, as in getting on your yacht, sailing out onto the ocean, throwing the key into the water, as Abs Magic would say, when you're, <laughs> when you're locking someone in. <laughs> Not your yacht, of course. You have to you have to hire a yacht. Yes, yes, yes. Or you, or you save up enough money to buy a yacht in order to go out. And throw a key in the water river, uh, in the water. Yeah, and then if you want to the ocean. Train, get scuba gear on. Ocean. Yeah, onto the ocean. Whilst, whilst enjoying some wontons with some <laughs> oyster sauce. But it is anyway, oyster mullet, I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> As a defender. <laughs> what a leader. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst he has actually looked pretty good, I must admit, like he looks pretty flashy. Yeah. He's got that, you know, the classic Irishman swagger about yeah. him. He's got the, the, the beautiful ball hand. And I think behind like indigenous players who just know how to kick goals, Ooh. don't even need to look. They've got like that, that sixth sense. I reckon the Irish are very, very similar. Like their next rung up, next rung down. Yeah. And it's just like their footwork, their ball handling skills, elite. And that's obviously why the, uh, the cats rate him so highly, but it's probably a good time anyway to assess his longer term security in the side because going into the buy, we went now. I want to see coming out of the buy if he's actually kept in the side and named in the yeah, team. So, because there's quite um, a few players that have come back in for the cats as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, I want to keep an eye on. Yeah, we've also got Lewis Malikin for the Swans defender. Malikin. Yeah, the Pelican, 172.3k, and Josh Sin, mid forward eligible from. Um, uh, Port Adelaide, one twenty three point nine k. They're on the horizon. Hopefully, we can uh, we can have some good rookies coming in. And I mean, there's obviously the mid season draft. That was uh, there there was some plenty of plenty of juicy score uh prices there. Hopefully, we can see some of them get a debut, and we can uh, yeah get them in to our sides. There's uh, and there's actually another guy who was actually taken first pick by West Coast, mm. who's. Name also will be very contentious, not as contentious as uh, as Oisin Source or Ocean, um, but uh, it is um, Marich, but he likes his name pronounced as Marich. Have a look. I think West Coast put up the video. Oh, no, it wouldn't have been because it was prior to the draft. He, I think it was uh, some of the news outlets that were doing it, and he was clarifying the, the pronunciation of his name, and he was like, even though my dad prefers Marich, I prefer Marich. So he's just gone against his dad and his family. But like, I, I want it pronounced as this. Oh, classic. Love it. But anyway, Liam, if you were to uh, to jump onto a yacht and sail out onto the ocean whilst enjoying some wontons or dumplings with some oisin sauce, who would be sailing on said yacht? Um, not me. Not me this round. No, not you. And, and who, who would it be and what would they be saying? I don't know, Damon. What would you be saying? As hold on one one second. As the owner of said yacht, <laughs> I forgot to I forgot to prep my hat, which is in the background, which you can see oh. me there scurrying across. If you're watching us on the vodcast, this is what you me, need. This is what you this, need. This is, part, this is part of the reason why you tune into the vodcast yeah. and you miss out when you tune into the podcast. Yeah, the calamities of this. So it is, Liam. I'm the captain. <laughs> 
Now, where's my oisin sauce? <laughs> Look at me. I'm the captain now. Well, Ian, I'm the captain now. We chat about what VCNC options you've yes. got for the upcoming round of Supercoach. As always, we've scrounged through the data and found the best options for you to consider. I tried to do, by the way, the you see the, uh, the captain's hat on my good old mulligan here on my head. And I tried to do, I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, Robbo from AFL 360, he, he wears glasses now and he had them on perched on the top of his head. And he did the old trick, you know, when he like your, your eyebrows. Oh, yeah. And he was doing that. And it was like working its way down. <laughs> I was trying to do that with a hat. <laughs> Good old Robbo. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into some VC options and we'll kick off on Thursday night. Thursday night game is back. 720 yeah. SCG. Sydney versus St. Kilda. I love a good Thursday night game. Uh, Errol Goulden, the Goulden, my boy. Yeah. He has an average of just 69.3 in his last three games against the Saints. Mm. Scores of 71, 74, and 63. But he's averaging 115.4 at the SCG this year. And to St. Kilda, give away the most points to wingers. And third most points to inside mids. I'm <laughs> sorry, sorry I you threw me because you're like 69.3. Mm. It was like, is that a dinner for two reference that you just like? <laughs> no, I just was like, why are we got him here? Yeah, why are we got him here? Meanwhile, I'm just thinking of dinner for two and you go, mm, <laughs> don't mind me. Keep going. I'm with the show. That's it. That's it. That is all I have to say about it. Oh, him. that's literally it. Okay. Well, Errol. Uh, the main takeaway from that is dinner for two. Mm. Uh, so moving on to Rowan Marshall <laughs> has an average of 108.25 in his last four games against the Swans with scores of 156, 64, 123 and a 90, but comes into this game with three of his last five games at 126 plus. Mm. So a bit of a, a bit of form line behind good old Romo there. Yep. And in the same game, we have Jack Sinclair. He's an average of 99.25 in his last four games against the Swannies with scores of 118, 79, 99, and 102. And they, the Swans give away the second most points to opposition defenders. So could be a nice little VC for you there. I like it. I like it. Uh, but even though he's, he'd be very much a, a pod because yeah, his form line's been... Mm. Up and down. Uh, that's up and down. Um, in whistle form. And moving on to the next game, it is the Western Bulldogs up against Port Adelaide on Friday at 7.50 at Marvel Stadium. And Tim English here stands out as uh, as a big option. Has an average of 88 in his four games against the Power with scores of 139, 49, 93, and 71. But comes into this game with a three-round average to blow that out of the park with 126.3 and Port give away the fourth most points to Ruck. So um, nice little matchup exploitation there. If you choose to whack the old VC on him. Mm. Um, now, I mean, there are some other options there in the way of Bont uh, and Butters. Uh, potentially as butters well. Yeah. Butters and Rosie, but it's like looking at the matchup, Exploitation it doesn't look as strong with uh Western Bulldogs giving away uh the fourth most the fourth least points to opposition inside mids and likewise port 
giving away the least points to opposition inside oh, wow. mids. So, go. yeah, I mean, you, you could definitely try it. Um, would be no harm if you're VCing, but just, yeah, I guess that's why we've excluded them from this list um, in favour of some other options. Perfect. Well, uh, next up we have Hawthorne up against Brisbane on Saturday at 1.45 p.m. at the MCG. And first up, we have Lockie Neal, and has an average of 111.75 in his four games against the Hawks with scores of 170, 157, and Oof. 120. And Hawthorne, just start to drive that home, give away the second most points to inside mids. So um, could be a nice day out for Neal. But also, likewise, a nice day out for this next guy, Lamb. Yeah, Josh Dunkley, his teammate. He's an average of 103.5 in his last four against the Hawks, obviously with the Bulldogs, with scores of 110, 127, 61, and 116. And he comes into the game with three of his last four scores above 146. Whoa. This is making it so hard to choose who the BC yeah. and C is this week. It's These are all quality. I mean, there, there were some weeks prior to this one where we are like, mm. Mm, okay, none of the people that we read out actually had any favorable matchups and no, just go yeah. on form line. That was virtually it. But this is like combinations of, yeah, it's just insanity. But uh, let's round it out uh, with the VC options with the game between Adelaide against West Coast Whew. on Saturday at 4.35 p.m. at Adelaide Oval. Just to, again, boot this baby home. Rory Laird has an average of 126.25 in his last four games against the Eagles with scores of 136, 145, 120, and a 104. And the Eagles give away the most points to inside mid. So just to throw another another cat amongst the pigeons here. And I've uh, also got Jordan Dawson. He's only got an average of 95 in his last four against the Eagles, though. Scores of 106, 108, 105, and 61. So pretty consistent score lines there, except for that 61. But uh, it is the Eagles, so Dawson could be in for a big one. Yeah, and, and just on Dawson as well, I've been looking at him because I've been having a bit of a sneak peek when I was going through my... um. Demo's team talk segment. And uh, he's actually got some favorable scoring, much like Ashcroft uh, when he's played at Adelaide Oval. He's had score lines of 110, 114, 173, 152, a 150, 89, and a 120. Mm. So pretty much all those, uh, apart from the couple of early games, but he's had some really, really big ceiling games, Co. So could this potentially be another one? Yes. Who knows? Nice. Now let's move on to some captaincy options, Damon. Hmm. So first up, we have uh, my mob against your mob, Carlton v Essendon on Sunday at 7.25 p.m. at the MCG. And we have Zachary Merritt, who averages 90 in his last four games against the Blues with scores of 90, 107, 78, and 85. But he's coming off 310-plus scores of 162, 110, and 137. And with Shield set to miss yet again, he could be in for a nice, big, juicy old score. We get tagged too, I guess. Yeah, potentially. Ed Kern, I won't come back in. There's no chance Hewitt's still out. Ah, uh, um, yeah, true. I've got a Hewitt. Uh, Cottrell maybe could do a run with roll. Um, mm. I think they had Kennedy on the weekend. He was trying to do a bit of a run with roll with Petrarca, which didn't. Yeah, didn't, didn't help. Did much. nothing. So yeah, different sort of player with merit. Anyway, I don't yeah. think he could keep up with him. Yep, let's uh let's hope for that because um I need need a good score. Uh mm-hmm. let's look at the last game of the round. Melbourne up against Collingwood Monday at 3:20 p.m. MCG Big Freeze uh at on King's birthday a clash. First King's birthday in a very long time. 
very long yes. time. Just uh, just how many? How many used to it? Feels weird. Years. Feels weird saying it. Yeah, King's birthday. King's birthday. Yeah. Uh, but we've got uh, a couple options here. Maxi gone for those owners out there. He's got an average of one twenty point five in his last four against the Pies, with scores of one thirty six, one uh, sorry, one thirty six, seventy, one twenty three, and one fifty three. So it could be a little bit of an exploitation to the matchup, uh, matchup exploitation there uh, for you. Yeah, it's very nice. And uh, we also have the track Christian Petrarca averages 114 in his last four games against the Pies with scores of 99, 136, a 96, and a 125. And we saw the big score from him on the weekend as well. What was it, 159? Yeah. Yeah, so big one from him. So in some nice form. And we, of course, have Nick Dacos, as always. He's played Melbourne twice for scores of 112 and 129 and an average of 120.5. So, I mean, again, he's absolutely flying. So it could be one to uh, to pick in your last, absolute last game of the round on a Monday. Mm. And if you're brave enough, it could turn from the King's birthday into the Pig's birthday if he returns mm. in form uh, with a form line that reads historically against the Pies, 141 at 152. 108 and a 137 in his past four. So I don't know if I'd be, uh, if I was the owner, yeah. um, proud owner, hopefully I will be in a couple of weeks, but of him, I wouldn't be as confident to put the outright C on him, which you'd need to do obviously in the last game yeah. of the round. Um, I imagine the D's, if they're smart enough, will try and manage him maybe in game, um, maybe play him a bit more up forward or just extra minutes, extra rotation. Yeah, it could also be bench. a sub. Yeah. Could be a sub. That's right. Yeah. Like subbed um, off is what I mean. Not, he won't Not start sub. as the sub. <laughs> Imagine that. Jeez, what a super sub that would be. <laughs> a minute into the game. Oh, my God, we're stuffed up. Get him on. Yeah. <laughs> waste our sub. Uh, but, yeah, yeah um, one, to, one to sort of uh, note. Yeah, anyway, could be, those people. could be a bit of a, like, Hail Mary if you were down. Um, That's true. Just, I don't know, throw everything at it. Could be, yep. could be a bit of a risk, but could be one that pays off. Throw the pig at it. Yes. That's the way to do it. Get some pig juice in you. Uh, now let's jump into the, the captaincy head to head, Damon. Get it right up. Yeah. Yeah. We had a little head to head without our captaincy head to head, which you, uh, kind of kicked off by opting mm. to take my boy while she, whilst I went for track. Mm. And as I predicted, he went absolutely bananas, which I said, I'm like, he's going to go bananas against us against my shoddy fraudulent football side. But to the tune of 159 points, I didn't see that coming at all. Like my crystal ball, it said, yes, he was going to go bananas. I saw mm-hmm. a big bunch of bananas. I didn't see 159 points. So um, he exceeded expectations there. But nonetheless, it's, uh, it gave me the, uh, the the chocolates. Big win. A big win considering I went for Walsh who scored 72. Bloody Your bitch. boys let me down. Your boys let me down. No, sabotage. That's what it was. I'll stick by that. <laughs> uh, now right. You've got the first pick. Who's it going to be? Okay. (laughs) I don't even know who I'm going. (laughs) Sorry. That was a, that was a noise. That was, that was a noise of of just frustration. Cause I I don't want to pick, this is like the one week where I want to pick second. I feel like the pressure's on because there's so many options. Like just looking at my side alone, I want to, you're always going to have that. Yeah. I feel like you're going to have, regret because it's like yeah. whoever you pick you've got pick of anyone and i'll be like oh i'll take this one you'll be like oh shit i wish you picked that person that yeah exactly it's like i'm like i get to choose whoever you don't choose basically yeah it's easier yeah. for me so like i want to go for dawson i want to go for lead i want to go for english i want to go for dunks and i want to go for neil that narrows it down to about five 
Um, flip a coin. I'll uh, flip a five-sided coin. <laughs> That'll do. Uh, back in my day, used to wear an onion on my belt. Well, this, uh, I reckon, you know what, stuff it. I'm going to back in English. The Ooh, new recruit, boom recruit. I, like I reckon he's going to go back to back because he's done it before historically as well. Like early yeah. days in the season, he was punching out 130 plus scores. In fact, he did it across the first six weeks. So I reckon he could do it again uh, up against Port Adelaide. It's going to be a tough matchup though, a quality matchup. And it's going to come back to bite me, but that's all right. That's okay. I'll uh, I'll stick with, because he'll probably be my VC. So I'm going to go for him. VC into the C, outright English. What about you, Liam? I am not sure. I'm actually really not sure. Um, it's hard. I'm not sure how. How does the hardest week? Yeah, this is it's a hard week because there's so many good options. Yeah. Um, how does old mate go at MCG? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I am gonna go. Rory Laird. Oh, Rory yep, Laird. He was. He was my second option. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go dunks, but it's hard yeah. to tell. I forgot that game was at the MCG. If it was at the Gabba, yeah, yep, I'd agree. feel more confident. But at the G, it changes it. Whereas yep. I think Laird at Adelaide Oval against the Eagles should be should be an easy one for him. Yep, I like it. I like it a lot. Well, just in terms of uh, our head-to-head. So, uh, of course, Petrarca, 159. You chose the Walshie, the oh. Walshie, uh, 72. And that puts me uh, ahead. Is this the first time all season I've been ahead in our captaincy head-to-head? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think I you won the first line. I think you won the first one, though. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a midpoint. Uh, so, I'm up <laughs> to us. Six wins uh, to your five. And the total is, uh, yeah. well, courtesy of track anyway, it's 102 uh, deficit. Yeah. So uh, that's it. That is that. Um, that's that. Uh, that's done for the season now. <laughs> it's done for the season. Don't be like, you can easily. It's No, I'm going to heckle myself. Don't be silly. I'm going to heckle myself. Silly. Oh, of course you picked lead. <laughs> of course you'd pick lead. <laughs> oh, God. No, from here on out, it's going to be, uh, I reckon, Having the second pick as well, there's less pressure. Yeah. I'd like to go back as well and work out where I've had my wins and where if you where you've had your captain's yeah. wins. Like if it's been like because you would think having the first choice is a good thing, but I, wonder, I don't think it's as good as I think you overthink the first choice. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's one for next week to have a look into, and I'll come back with uh, some numbers and see see what the percentile chance of winning is. <laughs> Based upon having the first or second expected score versus expected, <laughs> yeah, like um, Supercoach Plus. Yeah, uh, I also, um, I reckon there was a week, a couple of weeks where I started to try and play too smart. Like, oh, I'll pick this player for this week because I want to cave save him for next week, and then oh yes, I haven't yeah. thought of that at all. Yeah, I did that one a couple of weeks, and I think that was my undoing. Um, you might have done it for Clary, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, there was one week anyway. Let's uh, let's move on. So, Liam, before we wrap things up, let's run through our Supercoach Edge mm-hmm. Cup group results after round 12. Yes. Uh, our Supercoach Edge Cup public group, oh, no, has a new leader. He does indeed. Oh, Who is it? Rehab Collingwood. He's been dethroned <gasps> by venomous villains. Ooh. He had a round score of 1,970. 
He sits 84th overall with a total score of uh, 27,326. Wow. And the top scorer for the round was Jeremy with his team, Chasers Bulldogs. Round score of 2,156 with a round rank of 21. Oh, wow. Well done. Gee whiz. Very big score there. there uh, Yes. Delightfully devilish. Looking at that uh, that team name, I just immediately Mm. thought of delightfully devilish, Seymour. (laughs) (laughs) But I miss villains. Delightfully devilish. Uh, Well, very nice. Uh, Across the board there, really. Um, Mm. To dethrone the... uh, the long-standing king, Harry, leading, really, yeah. leading leaning into King's birthday, and it is a pies man. I know that for a fact, and of course, the uh, team name gives it away, Colin Good. But um, yeah, big big effort there um, by Venomous Villains. Uh, so moving on to the Patreon exclusive group, and the leader is no surprises here. T of Prostitutes Inc., aka Jonas Goat, yet again, and he also did the double. By taking out the weekly. So his round score was 2014. So nice score there. Total Mm. score of 27,230 with an overall rank. He's now gone into 161st overall. Keep going. Keep Keep going, going. Jonas. Go to the moon. And in uh, terms of our Patreon exclusive Supercoach Edge Cash League, the results looked something. No, it didn't look something like this. They just looked like this. Uh, Damon, DJ Tradalot. You were defeated by Popper Ball FC Dylan, who are uh, by 90, 89 points, uh, 1906 to 1995. Uh, Scott Arthur, black on white, he defeated Matthew, time 618, 1829 to 1, uh, I was defeated by Sharpshooters on top of the ladder. Uh, by uh, 1700 to 1943 and Peter Tankers, he defeated Carps Crushers 1891 to 1821. Now, Damon, do you want to take us through the ladder? Yes. And before I do so, our league ranking is 12th of 1,167. Mm, So uh, well done to the crew here of the Supercoach Edge Patreon Cashy. So top of the table, as you mentioned, is Sharpshooters. Uh, he's on nine wins uh, and he's won four of his last five. Um, I am second uh, on the table. DJ trade a lot. Uh, I've won eight games, four wins of his past five. I love how I speak about myself in the third person. Uh, apologies for that. Uh, in third spot, we have ton 618 Matthew, uh, five wins, uh, Carps Crushers, five wins and black and white come in fifth spot. Again, five wins, but uh, separation here. On points scored overall, Tankers in sixth spot on five wins. Liam, you come in at seventh with four wins. And Popper Ball FC uh, comes in in eighth spot with three wins. And uh, Liam, that brings us to the end of the show. But before we go, where can our listeners find us across our socials? Yes, on YouTube, uh, you can search Supercoach Edge. You can watch us. You can see the true inner workings of... I don't know. <laughs> I love you said you can watch us. It's like someone's just like looking through the window. Yeah. yeah. You can just eat You can watch us. Yeah, yeah. You can us. watch us. And you can watch us. You Actually, you can watch us through our windows <laughs> whilst we're watching ourselves on repeat. I don't know if we'd, why we yeah, do ooh. that, but you can watch us Inception. twice over. Yeah. Don't forget to like and subscribe though <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> 
You'll find us at at supercoach underscore edge, David at at Denver J88, myself at at Liam Evans underscore 95, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Be Real, uh, Weibo, Supercoach Edge. Search that. You'll find us there. Yeah. Uh, Yes, as always. (laughs) If you love the content that we provide, make sure to let us know by subscribing to our YouTube channel, not, not Richard, and help us in our pursuit of hitting 1K by the end of the season. So um, thumbs up, prayers up in advance uh, for those that do so. So thank you. But that is it for another episode. So thanks as always for tuning in. All the very best for the round ahead, which is of course the second buy round. And we'll catch you same time, same place. We'll see you then. See you guys.